Hey, if you love to eat as much as we do here on the Kevin and Taylor Show, you're going to love hearing the latest in the world, world of, of food. food. Healthy edition. First, did you know there are certain foods you can eat to improve your memory? Antioxidants found in a bunch of vegetables, fruits, and even tea may slow your rate of memory loss. Second, do you enjoy a cup of joe in the morning? New research shows coffee may decrease your risk of getting type 2 diabetes. Yeah, they say caffeine can lower your blood sugar levels. There you go. Never knew that before. And finally, in the world of food, are you trying to stay healthy this Christmas? You know, avoid flu, COVID, the common cold. Well, you can build your immune system by eating things high in vitamin C, like fruits and vegetables. Foods high in zinc, like nuts and dark chocolate, my favorite. And fermented foods like yogurt, pickles, kimchi, and apple cider vinegar. Hey, can I make a, a suggestion, by the way, moving forward? Because we always want to get better, right? Uh, I know what you're going to say. Can you hear say. this in that spirit? I think I know what you're going to say. What I'm going to say you is... You don't want a healthy edition? Yeah, I mean, do the healthy edition, but just don't say it up front. Oh, okay. <laughs> it it <laughs> shuts your no, brain down. Right, right. I don't want to hear that. I mean, it was automatically, healthy edition. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> But I like to be healthy. I don't like to get colds and flu. No argument. No argument with any of that. I'm just saying that when you say healthy edition and everybody's everybody's thinking of chocolate chip cookies and candy canes and and hot chocolate around the fire. No one wants to hear that. No one wants to be the healthy edition. Everybody just got a peek behind the curtain of what the show is like when the microphones are off. (laughs) That was like an on-air air air check. (laughs) Coming up, think about this. You're planning a Christmas vacation. Would you rather relax and do nothing or seek adventure? Okay, picture this. You're planning an upcoming Christmas vacation. Would you rather relax and do nothing or seek adventure and be action-packed? Both. (laughs) I like both, too. The older I get, the less like either-or oriented I am. I'm like, yep, I'll take both. That's like when Glenn and I, we give each other a trip to go cross-country skiing every year. We ski for a couple hours, and then we chill. Uh, More than half of adults would rather go on an action-packed holiday than take a relaxing break. Some of the activities they want to do, climbing, swimming, and whitewater rafting. Uh, Those are some of the top activity choices. And a lot of people feel like if you've taken the time and effort to travel from far from home, it makes sense to make the most of the time and see the scenery and experiences, uh, you know, experience all the new things that are available to you. I see some of the commercials for cruise lines mm -hmm. and it's we've got water slides and bungee jumping and all this other stuff. I'm like. That looks awful to me. You want to just sit on the deck in your chair, right? Right. And then some guy at the end is going down a water slide. And it's a close-up of him in the camera. And he's just screaming. I'm like, I don't want to be anywhere near that guy when I'm on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. Hey, they're doing something right, right? But that for, for me, no. Thanks. I got to know my niece even better over Thanksgiving. I only get to see her a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. And she, for a long time, was a barista. And she taught me about a grace opportunity, that's what we'll call it, that I have never heard of. This was such a funny story. I'll tell you about it in just a minute. So if you talk to anybody who's in the service industry, they have a lot of what we call grace opportunities. Mm -hmm. And uh, my niece was a barista at a coffee shop that was inside a grocery store. So she was considered a grocery store employee, but she knew how to make all the special drinks, the lattes, the frappuccinos, mm-hmm. she could do like it all. all of them. And she had some regular customers that would come in all the time. She had, you, it was, she always had stories. And we would, whenever we would go to town, we would go visit her 
at the coffee shop because we were just so proud of her and mm-hmm. she was a manager and everything. Well, um, she told us a story at uh, dinner the other night when we were together that um, someone came in <laughs> to this grocery store coffee shop and was trying to teach my niece who grew up in North Carolina. And when she was a little girl, I would joke because she would go, Mama, Mama. She's trying to teach her the proper way to say croissant. <laughs> She's like, my niece is like, oh, yeah, you want a croissant? And she goes, no, it's croissant. And <laughs> he's teaching her in the middle of a bustling, busy <laughs> coffee shop atmosphere in a grocery store in North Carolina where everybody says croissant. How to say cross croissant. I'm not even saying it right and telling the story because I, I don't know how to say it. But she, she thought she was doing my niece a favor by teaching this little girl who's now a young woman who grew up in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Saying mama, how to say <laughs> cross? How do you say? Is it croissant? Yeah, some croissant. some some folks. I hope for Christmas <laughs> that Santa brings them situational awareness. <laughs> and, and that lady's one of them. I just love that story so much because <laughs> my niece was just nothing but grace filled towards her. She, she was said, so kind. Oh, you want the fancy kind? They're back in the grocery <laughs> department. Here we have. They're in our bakery. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor was sharing that story about her niece in the busy Starbucks and lady trying to teach her the appropriate way to say croissant instead Mm -hmm. of croissant. Um, It made me think of it. That is a great, a massive grace opportunity. But it made me think of our coworker, Shamso. Her name is Shamso. And every time she goes to one of those coffee places where they write your name on the cup, they'll say, name and she'll say shamso and she'll get it back it'll say like samantha or yeah. joe it's because she could start a whole social media account with just right. the different names of people getting her yeah. getting her name wrong but she's always graceful at the counter yeah she posts about it later on social media <laughs> but i think she has fun with it um, when it's actually happening have you heard the latest at work trend? It's called career cushioning. Now, what, what is, is that? that? What is it's that? taking actions to keep your options open and cushioning for whatever comes next in the economy and the job market. Think of it like an insurance policy to set yourself up for success. But career cushioning is different from the traditional advice to work hard at your job in hopes of avoid, avoiding a layoff if there's a recession. Instead of trying to make yourself indispensable in your current role, Career cushioners are looking outside of their companies and low-key starting the search for their next jobs before they absolutely have to. So they basically have something kind of like waiting in the wings, like, okay, well, if I get let go at this company because there's a downturn, I'll jump over here because I've kind of started a relationship you know, with this company. That's actually pretty smart because they say the hardest time to get a job is when you don't have one. Mm-hmm. Right. When you don't have a yep. job, it seems like it's really hard. And then when you have one, you hear about all these opportunities and stuff. So, yeah, yeah it couldn't hurt. And people used to ask me, I love what well, I love being here. The Kevin and Taylor show. I'm not going anywhere. But until until we did this show together, I always used to tell people, well, yeah, I'm happy, but I'm always interested in being happier. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good way to say, sure, I'm open to hearing that without without jeopardizing mm-hmm. like your current situation, right? Hey, what do you feel would make the world a better place? Coming up, four out of five of us say it's this. 
Hey, what are some things that you would change if you could wave a magic wand and make the world a better place? Mm, me winning the lottery would be a good start. <laughs> Four out of five of us have the same answer. And guess what it is? If we could all see the world through the, our, the eyes of our animals. I thought you were going to say through the eyes of me. <laughs> no. No. My friend Carlton and I, we'll sit around and solve all the world's problems, right? We'll solve, and we'll go like, why can't everyone just do it like we think they should? And everything would settle down nicely. Okay, I have to out Kevin on this. He actually sang this morning. He goes, why do birds suddenly appear every time I am near? I was like, no, no, you didn't. And so I've been encouraging, encouraging him to put a narcissistic twist on every song. Right, right, right. Wait, like, wait, uh, tell him about the Christmas one. Wait, no, Mariah you Carey. Do, you could do the Beatles. I love me, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so Mariah Carey one. All I want for Christmas is me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so that's back not, to... You know, that it's, it's funny because oh, I don't really believe that. That's it's what hilarious. makes it funny. Yeah, but there are people that I just saw someone post I know happy birthday like to me. I know people um, like that, yeah. Okay, so let's go back to this. Four out of five of us say if we could all see the world through our pet's eyes, the whole world would be a better place. A lot of friendships and even romantic relationships have formed out of an animal breaking the ice to start a conversation. Hmm. 72% of those surveyed have struck up a conversation with someone specifically because of their pet. And I know when I was walking Alex the Wonder Mutt, I had I knew more people in my neighborhood for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it makes you a friendlier person when you have an animal. Yeah, we had a puppy one time and um I went for a walk with my cousin with the dog and all of these People were coming up, including very attractive young ladies. And two of them walked away and said, give me the dog. (laughs) (laughs) Can I borrow the dog on weekends? (laughs) (laughs) Big, huge, life-changing news coming from my house. And I cannot wait (sighs) to share it with you guys. This is big. We'll talk about it next. So, um... Big news, and I could not wait to tell you guys about this. As a matter of fact, I had to wait an extra day because I asked the person who the announcement is about, can I can I talk about this on the show? And they said, please just wait a little bit till I have time to tell other people. So okay. here is the big news. My son Kyle <gasps> and his lovely girlfriend are now engaged to be married. Woo! Yeah. Oh my goodness, this is awesome news. The first of our four kids to uh, get engaged. Get engaged. Right, right, right. He has a fiance. And he has gone in. I am so proud of him. He is so protective of his girlfriend. Well, of his fiance. Fiance. His fiance. (laughs) Um, So protective of her that he's like, do not pester about a date. We're not setting a date probably Mm -hmm. for like another year. And then we'll let you know. Please don't ask. But I mean, he's just. So super protective of her and what she wants from the engagement and the you know the wedding and everything mm-hmm. else. I'm just super proud of him for that because when you get engaged and you get married, that person's your number one. It ain't mom and dad anymore. It's not your right. brothers or sisters. You it leave is and your cleave. it is your spouse. Period. No matter what, even when they do something, you're scratching your head, going, "What are you doing?" You're number one. You back them up. <laughs> no matter yeah. no matter what. So, so how do you and Tracy feel knowing your 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 oldest son is getting married and you're going to have this 
new daughter in your well, life? Let me, let me rewind a little bit. I want to tell you about how how he told us when we got we were out running errands. My wife and I were in separate cars. And we got home. I got home first, and he goes, "I got something to show you, Dad." And he showed me the ring, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" It was hugs and tears, and so proud of you. This is going to be great. And he told me, you know, the day he was planning on doing it, and he he said, "When's Mom getting home?" I said, "She's right behind me." I said, "Let's make a little bet. I bet she doesn't go twenty minutes before she mentions grandkids." (gasps) And he goes, "No, "No, she won't. She won't." Okay. She walks in. He goes, "I got something to show you, Mom." He shows her the ring, and she goes, "Is that for?" Your girlfriend? I'm not using her name on purpose because Kyle grew up being on the radio. She hasn't, I don't know, she wants that kind of exposure and she has a very distinctive yeah. name. Anyhow, she goes, is that for your girlfriend? I'm like, well, it ain't for you. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yes. And she gives him a big hug. The tears start coming down. And she says, I quote, I was just talking about grandchildren this morning. No! <laughs> that is fast. <laughs> it wasn't even 90 seconds. Oh, no. I gave her 20 minutes. It wasn't even, he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down there, Grandma. <laughs> so we're talking about my son, Kyle, and he got engaged. Over Thanksgiving weekend is when he got engaged in the... Um, the great thing about it, I thought I was going to be like really teary and stuff, you know, like sentimental and wishy-washy. When, but I've just been nothing but like giddy happy about it. It's been quite different from what I thought I would feel. Tracy's been a lot of tears, but I've just been like so over the moon, busting with joy for both of them because they're just perfect for each other and can't wait to see their lives unfold together. But to everybody that's listened to our show, like we have a lot of people who have listened to us from day one. Kyle was eight years old. When we started the radio station, you guys have prayed for him through uh, when he went off to college. And then I was a weepy mess. Oh, my goodness. I cried my eyes out like a baby when he went off to college. But you've been there with us every step of the way with Kyle and getting his musical aspirations. And then when he graduated from Berkeley, heading out on the road. And you guys kept in his prayers when he was traveling all over the world and stuff. So going to ask you again, too, as they prepare for marriage to... uh, Keep them in their prayers that, uh, you know, God will have his hand on their relationship and uh, and the things will just be fantastic. And that the the planning of the wedding will be smooth <laughs> and without any of the typical nonsense that a lot of families go through. But we're just so excited for him. So excited. Cannot wait. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. Good this couple from Indiana, a police officer and his wife. They are definitely bringing new meaning to home for Christmas. They just adopted a baby girl mm-hmm. who was abandoned in one of those safe haven baby boxes. Oh, no kidding. Bruce and Shelby were finalizing the adoption of their older daughter, Kaya, who's eight years old, when they got a call about a, a day-old infant who'd been recovered from a safe haven baby box. Mm. So now they have two daughters and they say both girls were answers to their prayers. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Man. It's always room Beautiful. for one more. Right? <laughs> that is fantastic. Coming up, is one of your favorite aspects of the Christmas season remembering fond childhood memories? If one of your favorite aspects of the Christmas season is remembering fond childhood memories, you are not alone. People feel endless nostalgia when it comes to the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, around 91% of moms and dads are now working to create those memories for their own kids. Now more than ever, people are looking for that warm and comforting feeling from past holiday traditions. And uh, some of their favorites are decorating the tree, baking Christmas cookies, 
watching Christmas movies and listening to classic Christmas music. Yeah, we watch. We actually watched a, a show about Christmas shows. Oh, yeah? And it turned That's out to be a little depressing because they got oh. very clinical with why we like to watch them and the nostalgia mm. and everything else. And I was like... Kind of takes the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds you know, like it, it. It's kind of like when when they go, oh, scientists have figured out what exactly f- makes you fall in love. And you're waiting for it to be the smile, their demeanor, their kindness. And it's like, no, there's a chemical in your brain called blah, blah, blah. And when that fires off, you're in love. <laughs> you're like that. <laughs> Yeah, write a song about that. I guess you guys should have just watched Elf instead. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. It made me happy. Let's talk about this Christmas and nostalgia and trying to make memories with your kids. Because my kids are a little bit older now, so I might be able to, to help you out with this whole idea of intentionally trying to make memories uh, with your kids. Let's talk about it next. We're talking about nostalgia and how we all got, you know, we want to remember Christmas past. It's, it's what's great about the holiday, right? And then when you have kids, you want to try to make memories with them. And my wife and I have four kids, and we were just talking about this uh, at Thanksgiving. We were talking about our favorite memories at Christmas time. And you know what? None of them, Taylor, were things that we intentionally set out to do. Like it, it was not like the Christmas play or the Christmas pageant yeah. at church or, or okay, we're all going to do A, B, or C. It's it the was, funny stuff, right? It was never that. Yes, it was... We went to pick out a Christmas tree, and it became so contentious with all of us, all six of us wanting six different trees, that we all started cry laughing. It was so funny, because we couldn't agree on what tree to get. Or, um, okay, we tried to make memories with something that was intentional, the visiting elves, right? We Mm -hmm. had the visiting elves come, and our visiting elves, one of them came to life one year and went and got donuts. Right. And left donuts and pictures of this almost six-foot-tall elf getting in my wife's car and driving to go and get these donuts. We thought it was going to be great. Our girls were terrified. (laughs) They were like, you told us they come to life. You didn't tell us they were actual human Right? They were terrified. (laughs) So it was like we had the best. We tried to make an intentional warm, fuzzy memory. What we made was tweets. It was terror. The kids are like, please, can they go back to the North Pole? Now, Haven't they please, been please? to years of therapy just for that one incident? Or the we rented a we rented a cabin one Christmas. That was a lot of fun. We were going to have Christmas in the mountains, right? So we go up and and we get it. We we're going to have a tree up there, and I, I was cheap. I was like, I don't want to spend money on decorations. So here's what we'll do: we'll decorate the tree with stuff we find in the woods. Sounds great, right? It looked like we took the tree and rolled it around in the woods and brought it in. It was hideous. Did you have any spiders or creatures that you it brought just, in? No, too? it was just like, just like leaves and pine cones and just whatever squirrel's garbage is. It got on the tree. And that was that was the tree. So what we did, we wound up driving like 30 miles to the closest town to their Dollar General and buying a bunch of cheap decorations and putting That's them on the, on the tree. So yeah, it's the unintentional stuff yeah. for us that made the great memories. It wasn't like being intentional, but I guess some of those were we intentionally got a tree and said, let's decorate it with stuff from the woods. Yeah. And then it was, was the, very purposeful. It was the collateral damage <laughs> from that that led to the led to the great memory. But what is it for you? We would love to hear from you. What are some great nostalgic memories you have of Christmas with you? Maybe when you were a kid or when your kids were little or maybe right now. We're swapping some memories from Christmas past. Yeah, from oh, I grew up in a family of five daughters, and there's some. Uh, I'll tell you about a big one, and it has to do with a gift 
my dad got my mom one year, but we had pretty simple Christmases. Like we didn't have a ton of money. We didn't have a ton of stuff, but we opened the gifts one at a time, as in one person opens and the other person, everyone else watches that person open that one gift. So we stretched it out and it took hours. Sometimes we would break and go have breakfast and then come back and continue because it was like, oh, Taylor didn't open that little scarf from Aunt Rhoda yet. Jesus Jesus was in middle school by the time you guys got done. (laughs) It's crazy. And we were allowed to look at our stockings first. And our stockings always had things like shampoo and conditioner and razors and stuff that we needed as, as teenagers. I remember it was all like necessities. But your um, mom was that meme come to life. Oh. The meme where it says like, mom, I need more shampoo. OK, but that's counting as Christmas. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. And she was such a practical person that her favorite Christmas, I'll never forget. She asked my dad for a ladder and a toilet seat and he didn't read the tea leaves and thought, well, if that's what she wants, that's what I'll get. And she was thrilled. We have a picture of her climbed up on the ladder holding the toilet seat. And she was just like this huge smile on her face. Like, I got what I wanted. The queen Christmas. of Christmas. <laughs> no more splinters. <laughs> Be honest. Have you ever bought something that you really didn't need? You maybe didn't even know exactly what you're going to do with it, but it was such a good deal. You yes. just could not pass it up. Yes. Well, there was a husband who ran to the grocery store for the family, Mm -hmm. and he saw something that was probably mislabeled, but he could not pass it up. And this is his wife's reaction to him coming home with this item from the grocery store. I saw something labeled at a price, and I bought it. And how much did you pay for that? Uh, Approximately $10.44. 44 pounds of cheese? <laughs> yes. Do you hear his laugh? Yes. I would totally do that. <laughs> 10 bucks it's for a, 44 it's pounds a half of cheese? Wheel, half I'm in. wheel of Parmesan. And oh, of course, yes. the kids are on the video. Yes. This is a TikTok that went viral. The kids are on the video going, Parmesan cheese. Because, you know, kids don't really like that sharp taste. They'd rather have like a, a Velveeta or a, an American cheese. And he, she, he has no idea what they're going to do with it. I don't even know if they do a whole lot of cooking in their family. Okay. But he couldn't pass it up because it was mislabeled. I, first thing I would do, I, I would cut it in half and give half of it to like the food bank or something. Or somebody does prepare meals for homeless people or whatever. Because I'm I'm sure they do tons of pasta nights, right? Mm-hmm. How cool would that be to treat like folks that are coming in that haven't had a meal like they're at a fancy restaurant? They're like, yes, would you like some fresh Parmesan? Yeah. Right? That would be really cool. So donate half of it to the food bank. But the other half, just go nuts. Shrimp parm. Uh, parma eggplant Parmesan. Just have stuff with parm like every night of the week. Can you imagine trying, if you wanted to give, okay, think, picture this. It's half of a wheel of cheese that hard as a rock Parmesan. Can you imagine <laughs> trying to cut it in half to give it to the food bank? <laughs> You'd break like every knife in the house. You'd have to use a hacksaw. You, you could be creative though. Like uh, you could make uh, Parma canes instead of candy canes. Um, you could have parm pops, <laughs> put them in the freezer. You can oh, make your homemade, <laughs> homemade wisps. And, and convince your kids that it's, uh, like it's European. Oh yeah. All the kids in Europe have these. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just think Europe it's hilarious stinks, that Dad. I don't want this. <laughs> he literally has no clue what he's going to do with it, but he couldn't pass it up. I, if, if I've ever been separated at birth from someone, it's that dude. <laughs>
<laughs> I would totally do that. Everything we're going to talk about with our producer Griffin next has alliteration. He has a Christmas <laughs> conundrum with the kids. <laughs> Say that 10 times real fast. And all the who's in Whoville said, ooh. Talk to Griff next. So, Griff, you have a conundrum with the kids and it's driving you cuckoo? <laughs> yeah, there's something going on about um, the kids and their Christmas wish list, what they Uh-oh. want, what they're uh, asking Santa for. Oh. My daughter for months has been talking about a certain toy she wants that she was going to write a letter to Santa about and ask Santa for when mm-hmm. she sees Santa. She's going to ask for this specific toy. Yeah. Um, I, I think she even wrote the letter already saying this is what she wants. Okay. Well, the other day in the car... She's like, oh, when we see Santa, we're going to see Santa later this week. When I go see Santa, I'm going to tell him I want this gift. And it was a totally different gift. Oh, Uh-oh. man. Throw on Santa curveball. That yeah. proves the elves the worst curveball because the elves are the ones that have to make the toys. Well, Especially know, this the, time of the year, right? Right. Yeah. They work ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always work ahead. Plans, I believe, are already made by the elves to right. get a certain toy. And the elves are not immune from the supply chain issues. No. <laughs> so, yes, there is a curveball of, oh. wait. You wanted this gift. Now you want this gift. So I think Santa might be confused. Mm. Hopefully she's not disappointed Christmas morning because Santa got wires crossed. If you see Santa in line at customer service today (laughs) to return something, you can go, hey, that's Eloise present, isn't it? I I was just trying to figure out if when her birthday is, but that wouldn't help Santa at all, would it? Her birthday is in. Her birthday's not until March. Not until March. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time to wait. It can be tough for parents this time of the year. Yeah. Like, um, a mom sent me uh, a message on Facebook, and she said, you have four kids. Maybe you can help me with this. My daughter asked Santa for a piano, and I don't know that Santa's going to be able to bring that. And I said, easy peasy. It won't fit down the chimney. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. That's why Santa's not going to bring it. I mean, duh. Hello. All right. So, man, I tell you what, being Santa and his elves this time of year is, it is crunch time. Oh, yeah. it's tough. It's rough. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. But good yeah. thing, you know, they're they're all on the job 24-7 with mm-hmm. plenty of hot cocoa and candy canes to keep them going. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Yep. So remember that, Griff. Okay. It's so easy peasy when you're not Santa's elves. <laughs> when you travel, do you have certain things you definitely make sure make it into your suitcase? Uh, it can be it can take a while to pack. We're gonna talk about that in just a minute. Do you have some one of those weird uh social media accounts you follow and it's just it's so bizarre, but it just makes you happy? I follow, believe it or not, the TSA. Uh, you know, the people that do the, the, the security at the airport because okay. they're always sharing the weird stuff they find in luggage and the shenanigans at airports. And it's so funny. Like mm-hmm. some of the stuff like people playing with escalators when they're stuck in the airport for hours and just stuff like that. Well, um, picture yourself getting ready for your trip, like packing your bag. You've caught probably if you go on lots of trips. You've got muscle memory there. You know, like, your cosmetic bag has your mini shampoo and conditioner and, ooh, don't forget a razor. And and then the last thing you do is try to shut that bag before you dump it in the car and get to the <laughs> airport. Well, um, a guy was flying from New York to visit some friends in Orlando, and he gets flagged on the plane. They're like, uh, sir, you need to come with us. And there was, in his checked bag, a cat. 
a living, <laughs> breathing cat, an orange oh. tabby. It looked like taxidermy on the x-ray. Yeah. It, it's kind of hunched like this. Aww. But um, she, he, the guy was like, oh, that's my roommate's cat. I didn't even know it got in there. He wasn't <laughs> trying to bring the cat on this trip. The cat snuck in there and thank goodness they caught it because... I guess the cargo plane of a, a cargo hold of a plane is so super cold. So and the cat they, got safely home. Oh, they, they, I was like, did the guy get on his plane? No, what happened he next? had to delay his trip by a day. He had to, <laughs> to get take the, the cat, cat safely back to the roommate. Yeah, can you imagine? That is a clever cat. He thought he was going to see Mickey Mouse and been like, catch the biggest mouse on I've heard Earth. you guys have storage lockers. Can I get one of those and just put the cat in there until I get pissed? Put a bowl of food in there. He'll be fine. Oh. I was telling you how I love following that TSA Instagram account because mm-hmm. they show all the shenanigans at the airport. The Weird latest stuff is, they find in people's yeah, suitcases. The, the cat was found in the suitcase. The latest, they show a video of this guy instead of wearing flip-flops, He's wearing fish flops and they're plastic shoes that look like flip flops, but they look like fish (laughs) and the things that people choose to wear when they fly cracks me up. I always want to be prepared in case I have to run through an airport. You never know where you're going to have to sprint. Uh-huh. So I usually wear pretty comfortable shoes. I saw a lady one time going through, she had on boots that came up to her knees and it, there must have been a hundred laces going through it, and she had to undo the no! whole thing. No! <laughs> oh, no! That's, that's like a poor air, shoe choice for the airport. Airport mistake you make once right. <laughs> and never again, oh, right? Man. <laughs>